Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, August 3rd. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York metropolitan area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Caroline Ely. And I'm Christina Lulich. And here's What's What near you. New York City Council are in session today voting on two bills that will change usual outdoor settings for New Yorkers. One of them is outdoor dining. Mayor Adams says the bill makes outdoor dining permanent, but there will be changes. Under this bill, sidewalk seating will be allowed year-round and will extend to boroughs beyond Manhattan. This will allow for cheaper permits and approval for outside dining would be easier. The City Council also approved a bill this morning to help cyclists in the city. This law approves the creation of a real-time map showing all of the city's bike lanes. It's called Intro 289. It will require the Department of Transportation to create a guide that includes obstacles created by street construction, the location of open streets, and areas for bike parking. Today, Mayor Adams and his administration reviewed the impact of his affordable housing plans over the past year. We are joined by WFUV's Avery Loftus to tell us more about the mayor's announcement. Hey, Avery, can you tell us a little bit about what the mayor's been up to today? Hi, guys. Well, Deputy Mayor Maria Torres Springer opened the press conference. She says New Yorkers have continuously raised affordable housing as their biggest issue. Mayor Adams went on to say that over the past five decades, New York has been in a housing emergency. I imagine a lot of New Yorkers would agree with him describing the situation as a housing emergency. Did he elaborate any more on what he meant by that term? Mayor Adams says during 2023, they've had three main focuses to help resolve housing issues. These include increasing construction rates, preserving housing stock, and slashing red tape to get New Yorkers out of shelters and into affordable units. The goal has been to create and preserve 18,000 affordable homes, and in 2023 so far, 27,000 homes were created and preserved. Citing this figure, Mayor Adams says that the administration has made New York City history with more new supportive and permanent housing than any other year. And Avery, how does the administration plan to take action going forward? Deputy Mayor Maria Torres Springer has something to say about that. This work is more than just about bricks and mortar. The work has to center the New Yorkers who need affordable housing, their voices, their experiences, and their advocacy. The administration has set a new target. By the end of the next decade, they want to create and preserve 500,000 homes with New Yorkers in mind. Thank you so much for coming in to update us on the affordable housing announcement, Avery. Thank you so much for having me. Avery Loftus is a reporter at WFUV News. Tomorrow, over 1,700 nurses are expected to go on strike in New Jersey. The nurses at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital in New Brunswick could strike Friday morning unless their union and hospital administrators reach a new contract deal. The hospital is one of the biggest trauma centers in the area. They treat more than 3 million people each year. The nurses participating in the strike are demanding better pay and better staffing ratios for all healthcare workers. Today, hip-hop fans can celebrate their favorite genre at the LaGuardia Performing Arts Center. The Queens Public Library is hosting the Hip-Hop 50 Summit. It's an exploration of the genre's origins and its global impact. The event will feature panel discussions, open mic sessions, and DJ sets. There will also be some special appearances by Run DMC's Daryl McDaniels and singer Lumity. The event takes place through tomorrow. 
International pop icon Lizzo has released a statement in response to a lawsuit filed by three of her former dancers. The allegations by the former employees of Lizzo include body shaming and sexual harassment, which in turn led to a hostile work environment. The singer has long been known for her positive and kind messages, but hit back at the allegations by saying, I am very open with my sexuality and expressing myself, but I cannot accept or allow people to use that openness to make me out to be something I am not. The harsh rebuttal from the singer has drawn criticism, with many claiming it was a form of victim blaming. Lizzo said she does not wish to be looked at as a victim, but is also not the villain. And on this day in 1999, Patsy Cline received her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Cline was best known for her rich tone and emotionally expressive voice. She was also the first woman ever inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. The Department of Transportation is proposing the addition of a new bus lane on Fordham Road, but not all local organizations are in agreement with this update. Last week, you heard from organizations in favor of these changes. Today, in part two of this two-part series, WFUV's Maya Sargent interviews Peter Madonia, the chairman of the Belmont Business Improvement District, about why he, along with other key institutions in the Bronx, oppose the new bus lane. In part one of this two-part series, you heard from some of the advocates who were supporting the Department of Transportation's proposal for a new offset bus lane on Fordham Road. Today, we look at the other side of the story, the side that's worried the DOT's proposal could impact revenue in the Bronx. Peter Madonia is the chairman of the Belmont Bid, or Business Improvement District. Madonia says the revenue generated by customer spending in his bid and the Fordham Road Bid helped generate crucial income for the Bronx. We are the busiest, most prolific economic driver in the poorest borough in the city. So, he recently wrote a letter to Mayor Adams detailing his concerns. Madonia says he wrote the letter because he was concerned about how DOT's proposal would impact a borough so dependent on private transport. He conducted a survey to find out just how much. 85% of the people that come to us come by car. They drive from 10 to 40 miles away. And their average spend is $200 per person. We are bringing in dollars from the region The letter was also co-signed by representatives from local institutions, including Fordham University, the Bronx Zoo, and the New York Botanical Gardens. Madonia says these institutions also rely on people who travel by car. So I went to the zoo and asked, how many people that come to the zoo come by car? 80%. I went to the garden, asked them, how many come by car? 70%. I asked Fordham, how many people park in your parking lot? It's close to 900,000 a year. Madonia wants to see improvements to the bus service, but he believes there are ways to do this absent from installing a new offset bus lane on Fordham Road. He wants DOT to revamp the current bus lane. In fact, he says when this bus lane was first introduced on Fordham Road, buses were traveling at 12 miles per hour. But, Madonia says now, the bus crawls at around four miles per hour. People block it, peddlers block it, people park there. And Madonia says that's because the DOT hasn't done anything to reinforce the current bus lane. You've done nothing to maintain the existing bus lane that's been there for 15 years, where bus fees were fine, and I believe they could be fine again. Madonia says highlighting the current bus lane should be the DOT's main priority. Make the existing bus, dedicated bus lane, make it work. It has worked. 
A way to do this, he says, would be to install more fixed cameras on Fordham Road. These cameras would track any bus lane violations. And, he says, the DOT should repaint the current bus lane. Madonia says Fordham Road is not the place to reduce car access in New York City. One size doesn't fit all in this town. It's a very big city with very different neighborhoods, with very different transportation access and needs. He says the discussions in the community over the bus lane have been incredibly challenging. He conducted a study that revealed if a new bus lane passes, he will lose customers. More than 50% of them said, if it gets any harder to get here, I'm just not going to come as often. And he also thinks that bus speeds will not be improved for commuters, even with the offset bus lane. If they haven't enforced the existing dedicated bus lane, what makes them think the offset bus lane isn't going to get clogged up? Now buses are going to have to go from the curb lane, now the offset, into the vehicle lane because somebody's going to park there. Whatever the issues are now are going to be the same in their offset lane. The key figures in these community discussions now await action and a decision from Mayor Eric Adams. I'm Mayor Sargent, WFUV News. That was WFUV's Maya Sargent talking with Peter Madonia about his opinions regarding the DOT's proposal. And before we go, we wanted to mention that today is Tony Bennett Day. In July, the resolution unanimously passed in the Senate to honor the legendary singer by creating a national holiday in his memory. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And as always, you can find more from us at WFUV.org news and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Caroline Ely. And that's What's What.